Hari nerfed the feeds one. Welcome. Well, we are now live, friends. And sorry, conductor pointed out that I started rambling on and I hadn't started the feed. But anyway, welcome to the handicap rugby chat that matters. I can confirm we're live now. I can confirm that noise in the background is my generator for the second week in a row. This is not load shedding. This is a power cut for the last four hours. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Plenty to chat about. And let me first of all start by introducing a general data ray down there at the bottom of the screen. It's a conductor. <laughs> conductor, really appreciate you coming on the show, mate. I know you've been taking it easy from a punting point of view, but I gather that you're working your way back into things quite nicely. Yeah, Brent. Um, yeah, look, I had, a, I had a couple of punts on the weekend, but man alive, I had a massive smack on Sunday. Um, I must have, the kind of smack that uh, I must have said something about Will, Will Smith's wife because I got a hell of a smack on, uh, on my punting on Sunday. I took uh, some points bets. Two of my bets in the Super Rugby lost uh, by one point uh, in the Brumbies game. And then there was 49 points scored in the Rebels game to, to kill my unders. Uh, so I decided I was going to take under 68.5 in the England women's versus Ireland women's game. There was 10 points in the first oh. half um, and then 59 points in the second half. I've never seen anything like it. It was just insane. To, so, lose, by, to lose by half a point after all that. I mean, yeah, that's I know. I mean, you know, normally I like a 69 on a Sunday, but just not when I, when I, when I have it in points. <laughs> so, yeah, I spent the entire week trying to find the, the gypsy who's Jack Russell. I must, I must have driven over to plead for forgiveness because that was three sick beats uh, by half, you know, three three bets lost by half a point. So, uh yeah, to be fair, to be honest, I haven't done too much rugby reading this weekend. Uh, this week, sorry, uh, taking it easy, so I might be a little bit uh, uncertain on some of the stuff, but I'm going to try my best. Excellent, man. We'll look forward to it. And yeah, we've got plenty of rugby to talk about. So any games that you're not sure on or whatever, feel free to pass over. Let's go up to the top of the screen there and introducing from the United Kingdom, the land of uh, Tyson Fury. It's Brendan O'Connell, and believe it or not, he's sitting at the gym at the moment. Brendan, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah well thanks man the good news is i've actually had my workout already but i realized that i wouldn't be back in time and uh so yeah i've just settled down nicely in the old lounge here and thanks, uh yeah hopefully um hopefully i can find a few winners i had a good champions week a uh, fortnight ago um followed up by disastrous last weekend um i went head on head with some of the the Hebs on the show, especially with the Falcons, they never rocked up. Um, I, I got a little bit back with uh, Saris on the Sunday, but overall it was a poor weekend there. And uh, I'm hoping to improve this weekend a little bit. Excellent. Well, welcome to all the boys in the live chat. We've got Mark, we've got Peter Paul, we've got Johan Estes. And guys are coming from all over here. We've got Johan from the Middle East. And uh, who did I see at the top of the show? Oh, it was Peter Paul also coming in from southwest of africa did you say peter paul i've got to find that one uh, evening from southeast south africa and uh yeah the crow tips also coming in and john owen just saying the rebels are becoming the surest thing to cover the handicap in super rugby well i tell you what john they certainly made me sweat last week but let's on that note get straight into the super rugby because we've got uh, a host of super rugby games to talk about i'm just going to get to it now and the first game, and Brendan, I'm going to start with you here. We've got the Reds up against the Chiefs. The Reds at home, and plus five and a half at home against the Chiefs. Yeah, Brent, I actually quite, I actually quite fancy the Reds here. Um, just a pity the lot they lost uh, Valu. Um, he apparently his hamstring is a bit tight, so apparently they're going to rest him till next week. So Fluke and um, Filippo Dangunu on the wing. Um, I thought that that Crichton kid at ten went okay. I think it's Crichton. 
Um, yeah, I think he went okay. 10 uh, last week. I just thought they were, you know, I thought they had a good game. I just just really couldn't convert their chances like they should have. Uh, but they came back quite nicely. I'm not I'm not all uh, at all too impressed with this Chiefs team. Um, you know, guys like Cortez Ratama, I don't really rate him as a nine. Poor Hippie in the center and um, Gatland, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not massive fans of. But, you know, powerful Lustrio and Boucher, um, Gus, and uh, Kane has flown home for the birth of his child. Uh, so Jacobson coming in there. Uh, but the, similarly, I think the Lustrio, I'm really, really impressed with Fraser McRite of the Reds. He's really impressed me. And similarly, Harry Wilson, you know, carries well, um, always makes good yards. So man for man, I I do rate this uh, Reds team. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs will win it, but I think I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, so I'm happy to take the, the plus five and a half. I also do like the plus five and a half. I'm just chuckling to myself a little bit, though, because when I'm, obviously you can't see who I'm looking at out of the two of you, but I said, Rick, Brendan will start with you. And I looked at Brendan O'Connell, and then suddenly I heard Brendan Vessel's voice. I seem to remember that I've got two Brendans on the show. But let's go to Coyle O'Connell now. <laughs> Coyle, what do you make of this one? Uh, Brendan and I both, conductor and I both like the Reds flags. Um, yeah, uh, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, they're a decent side. Uh, I think the Battle of the Loose Trio is certainly going to be something to watch. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think the Chiefs might just edge it in that department. But I do agree with sort of uh, the general, sort of the 9-10 combination of the Chiefs not being the greatest. Um, yeah, that Reds, uh, number 10, that played last week. Um, that took over from O'Connor was then Crichton. Yeah, he didn't do too bad, actually. I, yeah, I thought he, he played better than expected. Um, and uh, and I think that, um, I think, yeah, I think the handicap's reasonably well-priced. Um, if anything, I, I'd probably lean towards the Reds. But I'm also looking at a little bit of an unders here. The possibility of a bit of uh, a few showers um, sort of early afternoon, which half, might really? just freshen up a little bit. 48 and a half. Yeah, I might just have a small interest on the unders there and then a small interest on the Reds, but I'm not going to get too involved because it's one of those games, you know, where the Chiefs, if they if they show up, you know, they could they could beat the handicap reasonably well. And I'm just hoping that it's going to be kept tight. And as a result, you know, the handicap might have a chance and then the unders as well. So that's kind of the way I'm leaning. Sadly, I actually didn't see who the referee was for that game, but that'll kind of be like the final cherry on top. You know, if it's an unders ref, then Paul I'll Williams. certainly have a, a larger wager. Paul Williams, yeah, not too bad. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'm confident enough for that. Yeah, so, yeah, a little bit of an unders and a little bit of the plus, but I won't be getting too involved in this one because um, it's potentially dangerous, yeah. Well, just quickly before we go, we'll start the next game with you then, Conductor, but quickly, quick comment on points there, 48 and a half, anything? Um, you know, I actually like, you know, although I find the Chiefs to be a bit of a an unders team, that line is low. Um you know, Reds do play a good positive rugby, especially with Tate McDermott um, and his style of play, sniping and, and breaking off the side of the, you know, side of the ruck there. Um, it does feel a touch low. I'd probably be edge a little bit overs, but there's nothing that sort of strikes me as uh, as a massive bet there. Um, yeah, like I said, I think the Reds will play. I think the Reds will really be keen for an up for this one. Uh, but I always see Chiefs as a bit of an unders team, so there's nothing. I, I, it, I, I might go overs. Or interest, but nothing, unless there's something that's really uh, catching my fancy there, I'm not going to go massively on overs. Right, well, if, uh, Hendrick's, if Hendrick Swart is the understaker, the Crow Tips, I can tell you, is the overstaker. He's going over 48, and uh, welcome to Kevin also joining the show. Now, 
but conductor will stick with you for the next game and that is the western force up against the blues and uh just shout if you see any of my handicaps wrong i didn't get a chance sure. to proofread them before i put them up i was a bit rushed tonight with the power failure but force no, plus 23 and a half uh conductor against the blues brent not touching this game at all uh, i can't first i can't trust the force um i think they had 24 players out of covid uh, and that's that that's why they had to, to uh, cancel their game against Mana Pacifica. Um, apparently, they've just literally some most of their players or some of their players have just come out of quarantine. Um, look, they got back, you know, on paper, they've got back uh, Tom Robinson uh, and Katu'u, you know, starting with Isaac Rodder um, and, and also Tony Pulu is back from head concussion. So, a far better uh, force team. Um, and then trying to trust the Blues to cover a big handicap. It's also not great. Although I would say it's just, you know, although they lose Rika Ioani um, and Hoskins are two two, and I think they lost um, another player as well. I think they got back uh, Christy. Um, the big one was Caleb Clark back from suspension, and Akira Ioani in, in the in the loose. Um, so I, and Delta Papali'i is starting as well. So I think it's a far better blue side this week. But for me, there's just too many. It's too many unknowns. You know. You know how apparently the force i have only two training sessions you know uh this past week so i'm not sure what condition they're going to be in what is the state of the guys coming back from COVID? um you know the blues could cover this but i, I don't like i said i've got snow it's a no bet for me i'd at push i'd probably take the plus really because blues don't like to cover a big handicap but like i said i'm not sure the guy the condition of the the force guys and um you know especially with caleb clark being back you know he he can be absolutely devastating um you know when you've got a back line of christy barrett lamb him clark uh yeah it's it's a absolutely deadly back line so it's not a, a no bet for me yeah sounded like you were trying to talk yourself into a bet there for a while there, uh, conductor. <laughs> but just quickly before i move on to coil and 57 and a half is the points line anything there for you i'd go unders there yeah Understood. western force love to hold the ball um actually possession merchants you know they do tend to go phase after phase after phase and not do much with it. And the Blues defense, uh, well, when they're playing in the in the NZ comp, uh, was absolutely brutal, especially against the Crusaders. So um, I probably would uh, I probably would like the unders there. Uh, it's, it seems very hard for a Western Force game, but uh, yeah, I don't expect them to score much many points. But I just wonder how many points uh, the Blues are going to score. So I'd, I'd head head towards unders there. Right, let's go up to Coyle. And uh, Coyle, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, my eyes almost popped out of my head when I saw the 57 and a half quote. Uh, definitely unders there. I'm all over that. Um, that'll be my main strike in this. Uh, basically thinking, um, you know, the force is probably going to hog the ball, exactly like Brendan says. Um, they might score the odd try here or there. But, you know, they're, they're possession specialists, say. Eh? And um, it's a little bit of a concern, yeah, that they, they had so many members or uh, team members anyway of, uh, that had um, COVID or that were lying low or whatever the case might be. Um, yeah, so they're slightly weaker than they should be. But I'm pretty confident on the unders 57 and a half. And I'm going to have sort of a half of the, the unders stake on the plus as well. I think uh, the force are going to be out to frustrate them. Um, and I, I think the Blues are going to battle to cover the handicap. I mean, they certainly can if, if they rock up. I mean, they've got the potential to. But, you know, the Blues really are. I mean, in fact, both these sides can be bogey sides at times. But uh, under 57 and a half, yeah, it's one of my best bets for tomorrow um, on the Friday. And then um, a reasonable strike on the plus 23 and a half. 
Um, I might even have a look to see, you know, if, if, if the Blues could score early on. I might be able to get a slightly higher plus in running. Um, but uh, if not, I'll certainly be starting the game on plus 23.5. But main strike under under 57.5 for sure. Right. I also like that unders play there. I was leaning on the plus quite heavily, but I, did, I didn't know the COVID stories because I handicapped this game plus 14.5 force. But let's stay with you, uh, Coyle O'Connell, for the next game. For Gian Drua, plus 10.5 against the Highlanders, that price at Sunbet. You're going to back the Drua at home in front of their screaming fans. <laughs> their screaming fans, eh? Um, gosh, I mean, it's always dangerous, hey, to, to back out the Fijians or the or the Manoa Pacificas, whatever they're called. Um, you know, I, I've managed to catch them right most of the season, thankfully. Um, I, I've got a feeling here that you know the Fijians might fancy their chances somewhat, but I've, but I just get a feeling I'm I'm going to go with the Highlanders on this a little bit. Um, it's not a confident bet. Um, sort of my head kind of lent me towards the plus, but I've got a feeling that that the Highlanders will be ready for them. And um, yeah, and I think the Highlanders really need this win as well, uh, more than maybe the Fijians. And as a result, you know, the 10 and a half, or, oh, you know, it's, it's a converted try and a penalty and a little bit more. Um, so it's not going to be a big strike, but I'm going to have an interest on the Highlanders. Uh, total points. I couldn't really be yeah. interested in total points either. Yeah. Yeah, I see no line yet. But I'm leaning the other way on this game. I must say, I think we're going to give a good account of themselves. And I think them an outside chance of putting the win off. Yeah, Brent, to be honest, um, this was a, actually the only bet of what got involved in so far. I took the, the Drua to win at 7 to 1. Um, I've actually been lining this game up for a long time because this is their first game they're playing in Suva. Um, and they will be like men possessed, like they'll be going off, like you know, like, like dogs in a butcher shop. They're going to be crazy. It's it's really funny. The fans at the ANZ Stadium in in Suva is not massive. I think it accommodates about seventeen thousand. But I think with the way they'll be going, Delhi, the the fans will make it seem like it's a, a sixty thousand seater at Twickenham. So it's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, these guys will be actually jack playing in front of their home fans. They're going to want to show off, play incredible. Uh, rugby, rally from everywhere, massive, massive. I mean, we've seen some massive physicality from them so far, but I think it, it's going to be tackles are going to be next level. Um, and uh, yeah, so I expect them to run it from everywhere. Uh, this Highlanders side, uh, I actually thought about it earlier. I don't know, I can't think of a worse Highlanders side I've ever seen in my life. I, I try to think, you know, um, there might have been a bad Highlanders side, but this is this Highlanders side is awful. I think they've only won. I think three of 15 or something like that. It's, it's a shocking, shocking record. Um, they, they, uh, yeah, they had their chances against Brumbies, but just they're just toothless. Um, and moving Machant back to 10 is I'm probably not going to solve it. Um, I, I, he obviously didn't play at 10 last week. He was shifted back to 15, but the week prior to that, man alive, he was awful. I mean, he he, he can't kick off the tee. I think his confidence actually shot. Look, it's a slightly better Highlanders team with Billy Harmon coming back into the starting loose trio um, and Sam Sam Gilbert also starting. I thought he was good off the bench last week. But, um, yeah, I, I just think this Highlanders side is terrible. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like, uh, I really like Drew on the plus. Uh, um, I like Drew on the board. Um, it may be, it may be that Highlanders, uh, you know, can, can upset them, but it's going to be against the odds there. Uh, I was I was champing or chomping at the bits to take overs 
And so I saw Brendan Pickerall and the whistle. It was really disappointing. He just tends to penalise the attacking team so often. It's a very, it's definitely not the right ref for this game. So, uh, but if I can get a, a lowish line, I still may be uh, willing to look at overs, uh, just purely because of uh, the truest style. But Haaland is a betting to score. That's my only concern. So, uh, probably as opposed to taking overs, I'll probably just look at Drua points overs on Drua because I think they're going to run it from everywhere and, and just try. And, and they will. I'm, I'm sure they'll put a couple of a couple of uh, meat pies. Um, so yeah, look, I did see some of the guys mentioning the weather. Uh, you know, every time it's so funny. Every time I go into the weather app, the weather's different. So it's typical island weather. It's you know, it's you know, sunny. Then it's forecast rain, etc. So there is a bit of rain forecast and a bit of humidity. But I think these guys are so used to playing in these conditions. Um, it doesn't really make much of a difference. So my main bet there uh, will be definitely Drew on that plus. I think Ireland is uh, awful. I don't. I, I just can't see where the improvement's going to come from. There's just no. You know, for me, they always used to have a guy like Ben Smith or some guy that was amazing just to sort of sort of keep them in it. But there's nobody on that in that side that I would that I would rate as a superstar just to to keep them you know going. I mean, it was like um, Israel for love for the Waratahs. When when the Warriors are absolutely toilets, you know he off, you know often pull off an, an incredible play to, to bring them back in it. There's no, I don't think there's many guys in the in the Highlander side that'll be able to do that. Yeah, no, fair fair enough. I think just looking at all the live chat, Jason, by the way, is warning about the the weather. But looking at the live chat, it looks like every putter in the world on the Drew and Brendan O'Connell on, on the Highlanders on this particular game. But let's go to the next one then, uh, conductor. We've got the Waratahs. Plus 20 and a half here against the Crusaders. And I know there was plus 22 and a half. Brad Breath pointed yeah. it out on the Good for the Game forum. And I very quickly asked Chris to to lock that in as our preview bet on Good for the Game. Um, and I see it has it does appear to have come in slightly 20 and a half. I see 19 and a half on, on player bets. Um, Crusaders not at full strength. I think the Waratahs can 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 beat the cap here. Yeah, Brent, I like the I like the plus here. Um I think it opened at plus 23 and a half, and I, and I think a lot of guys were very, very keen to take the plus. But I think the the question around the Waratahs hookers, because um, they lost Dave Parecki uh, and Horton as well, I think. So both, you know, two hookers in one game against the um, the Chiefs last week. So that, and, and they had that really at awful, like, you know, the Waratahs couldn't have had more things happen to them. I think Harrison also hurt his knee. So they couldn't have had more things happen to them in that one game. They really had no rubber the green. So, and I, and I don't think that was a true reflection of the Waratahs. I think I've been actually quite impressed with them lately. So, uh, I agree with you on the plus. Um, I'd rather, much rather take the plus or the 20, uh, 20.5. Um, you know, the big, big, big difference there is no uh, Richie Mwanga. If, you know, if, if you look, you look what he does, you look at how he broke open the Rebels last week with that stepping and he puts guys through into space. I rate Fergus Burke. He's not a bad, he's not a bad fly off, but he's just not the same. And uh, Richie Moanga can make that break. And that's the difference when you've got a guy like Will Jordan, you know, on his shoulder who can take that inside ball to score that easy try. Uh, also, no Ethan Blackadder, who I, who I rate massively. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Christie. He always reminds me of that guy from the, the Goonies. He always freaks me out a little bit. So, yeah, so I'm not so sure about this. Not this Crusaders team. I'm gonna Google the guy from the Goonies after this. Yeah, I use that. Yeah, I don't want to say which guy because maybe I'm being nasty. So, um, uh, but a, a, a bet that I'll be looking out for. Um, I'm not super impressed with this um, uh, Crusaders defense. So I'd like to look at Waratahs points. I think the Waratahs could get a couple of points on the board. 
Um, besides with the hooker, who's who's played a bit of rugby, um, they got uh, they got um, their prop was let off from the red card that he received for the tip tackle. So he's back. Um, other than that, it's a strong Waratahs team. Actually, a really strong Waratahs team. So I fancy him to score a couple of points. So if I get a points line of about 16 and a half, 17 and a half for the Waratahs, I definitely like to look at overs there. Um, you know, Crusaders do play good attacking rugby and they do open themselves up to a couple of trial scoring opportunities against them. Um, but yes, on the plus, and then I'd like to look at Waratahs overs. Right, let's go to Coyle and get his views on this one. Coyle, I don't know about you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the plus here, but I always hate opposing the Crusaders because you, you never seem to be safe. But for me, I've looked at this Crusader side and I'm on the Waratahs plus. Coil still there with us? It looks like he might have frozen actually. He's actually uh, probably got to. Okay, we've probably got to move on. It looks like Coil might have lost us there. Coil, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be back with us soon. But let's move on to the next game, Conductor, and we'll we'll go with you. Is it uh, Conductor? Am I right? You're not hearing Coil either. It's not just me. No, I'm not hearing that. No, it looks like it might be frozen. Okay, it looks like he's come. He looks like he's come back here. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Somehow we've got to duplicate it. Let's get rid of that. I am indeed. <laughs> So, yes, we're the same. Uh, Waratahs. Sing double. 20, That's what the birds say. Yeah, two, two, two coils <laughs> on the show is uh, one too many, I'm afraid. Waratahs plus 20 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'll rubber stamp that for sure. Eh? Um, uh, yeah, Richard Moonga, uh, he's a big absence. Um, yeah, Crusaders just haven't hit these straps this year as well. Um, Waratah's defense has certainly improved, um, and I think they're going to want to bounce back from last week's. Uh, yeah, it was a decent performance, like you say, but you know the scoreline didn't really represent the effort that they put in the game. I think, um, and as a result, yeah, I think the plus twenty and a half is a decent play. Um, total points, yeah, um, I see there could be a few showers in the area, certainly throughout the afternoon and into the evening. So once again, just keep an eye on the old weather report. Um, that'll certainly help with the with the handicap on the plus, I'd say. Um, but for now, that's that's the only bet I'm going to call. Yeah, the plus 20 and a half, uh, the Tars, and I'm pretty confident about that one. Excellent, yeah, please hear your confidence there as well. Let's move on to the next game, Brendan, and, and for Coyle, I'll stay with you here. Rebels minus five and a half against Moana Pacifica. Now, the Rebels, as John, I think, mentioned earlier, have really been delivering some handicaps of late. I've got no idea. I was on the plus 30 and a half last week. I honestly have no idea how to ride. At one stage, it looked like the Crusaders were going to kill them by 70. But they, I mean, credit to the Rebels. I guess they defended well, but the Crusaders kept butchering. The question is can the Rebels continue the streak and, and, and beat another handicap? Um, yeah, I actually fancy them uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, they've sort of ground out a couple of victories along the way. Um, at times, they've looked so mediocre. Um, and then at other times, they actually look like a little bit of a unit, and they actually look like they're reasonably competitive. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty confident in the minus five and a half. Um, sorry, just going back to the old uh, Tom Christie. Um, I, I think I know exactly who, who the conductor is talking about. Shane, the poor oak that was kept in chains, I presume. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he's a dead ringer. But um, <laughs> but all jokes aside, yeah, I fancy the Rebels in this. I think five and a half is certainly a cap that they can overcome. And I'm pretty confident in this one as well. Yeah, which which sometimes worries me. Uh, you know, 
I fancied the Waratahs quite strongly in the previous game, and and I'm pretty confident in the Rebels as well. Um, but I suppose you can only be as confident as you can be with the Rebels. Um, but I think you know you're looking at six points. Oh, yeah, I think it's it's easily achievable, and I just hope that they, you know, that the right team rocks up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I must say, Saturday. Yeah, you can hear you've been punting for years. That you never. I mean, the more confident you are, the more nervous you are almost <laughs> about, a, about a It's like, what, is, what don't you see? You know, like there's something wrong with exactly. this. And, but um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in this one as well. Excellent. Let's get Conductor's view. Can we go with the Rebels again, Conductor? Prince, yeah, this is, I can't, I can't back the Rebels on a minus. There's no, there's no zero chance I'm going to do that. So um, I, I will take a small play on Pacific on the plus. They obviously had last week off when they were supposed to play the force. They would be rested. I think they'll be chomping at the bits uh, after you know after having so many games in such a short space of time that they've had a bit of a break now. Um, I, you know, I do like I do like that Tava Tava Nawai, that left wing of there is absolutely devastating. I'm not sure how well Kilaway is going to mark him. So um, and I like that sense combination of Tafu and uh, uh, Amua. Um, so I think the Pacifica could do some damage here. Um, yeah, the Rebels have, have definitely improved in the last couple of weeks. Um, but I must admit, for a, a team that's been strung together the last couple of months, uh, I think Aaron Major's done okay with Pacifica. I think they've, they, don't look too, they don't look too bad. I mean, obviously, they've already recorded a win against the, uh, the Hurricanes with a great last-minute try. So, um, yeah, I think, I think they can cover yeah, against the Rebels. Um, you, know, uh, you know, obviously, Rebels did play okay last week against the the Saders getting 17, well, relatively 17 points. Uh, but but there's no but there's no one there in the uh, Rebels team that really frightens me. Um, I, you know, I, I do think what is a positive for the Rebels, minus in terms of what Coyle is going for, is Carter Gordon coming in at 10. I thought he was far better than uh, Tamua when he came on. So, you know, that is a positive. But but like I said, I'm, I'm leaning at Pacifica. Um, I've been impressed with them so far. I think their physicality has been good. Uh, sometimes their discipline can let them down a bit, a bit. You know, they do tend to leak a lot of penalties in quick succession. Uh, but yeah, my, my bet there is uh, Pacific on the plus. Right, let's go to the last Super Rugby game. Brumbies plus one and a half against the Hurricanes, and that's a ton bet. Uh, let's stop and stay with you there, Conductor. Uh, Brent, I'm, I like uh, Hurricanes strong on the board, yeah. Um, originally, I was leaning Brumbies. If Brumbies had a big plus, I'd probably look at Brumbies. Uh, in Canberra, um, but I looked at that Hurricane side. They've resisted the urge to do a, a big rotation. You know, like we are we, it's similar to Crusaders who have left out a couple of guys like Bridge and and um, Mawanga. The only guy I would have liked is Asafamua at uh, at two, but uh, O'Reilly is okay. He'll, he should be able to get the job done. Um, you know, I like the like the Audi uh, TJ combo there. They work very nicely together. And of course, a guy like Salessa uh, uh, is so incredibly dangerous, um, as well as Sullivan. Uh, even uh, even the bus, uh, Julian Sevier has found some form of late, and of course, Jordy Barrett. But on the other hand, it is a very, very strong Brumby side. Um, you know, Jerome Brown, uh, yeah, I like, I like him in the loose for uh, for the Brumbies. Uh, you know, a lot of CEOs back playing good rugby. Nick White's head of experience. Tom Banks back at 15. So uh, no, it is. It's a good Brumby side. I just, I just rate this Hurricane side to, to be able to do it. So I think you can almost get choice at some bookies. So uh, when it comes to a choice game of a, you know, Brumbies versus Hurricanes, I'm, I'm leaning towards choice uh, for Hurricanes there. Right. 
Right, Joe. Um, yeah, anywhere around the 9 to 10 mark there on the hurry tames. Right, Coyle, let's get you to wrap up Super Rugby. Um, then we'll, we'll start, start the second half of the show. Um, I don't want to push my generator too much past 10 o'clock if I can help it for the neighbors' sake. What do you like on this yeah. one? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, yeah, I kind of lean towards the Hurricanes as well on this one. Um, although I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I, th I think this could go down to the wire. Um, so I'm probably going to make it the least... Uh, I'll have the least exposure on this game on the Super Rugby on the weekend, I think. Um, I like the Hurricanes, but I, I, I feel that there's a potential booby trap waiting in the old shadows. And um, and I might have a small interest, perhaps, if you know the Brumbies go up early. You know, they're renowned to score points early on um, in past seasons and whatnot. And as a result, I think... Um, you know, if I can get maybe plus the Hurricanes and running at some stage, I will. But otherwise, I'm pr I'm probably just going to have a, a look at this. I'm not going to get too involved. I think the bookmakers have got it right. And I think this really could go down to yeah, a couple of points at the end of the day. Excellent. Well, yeah, I, I, Peter Paul just pointing out, I actually handicapped this game. Brumby's minus three and a half. So, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily going to follow that. Uh, that was just where I thought it would be. But I, but I can understand where you're coming from. It was a little bit of a strange handicap from me there. Gentlemen, let's quickly take a quick break just to thank Manscaped for the partnership. Uh, the Handicap is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped launched their fourth-generation Tribble Lawnmower 4.0. It was mentioned earlier in the show that the conductor could do with a new version, the 4.01 there. And you could join over 4 million men using Manscaped by taking advantage of this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GFTG at manscaped.com. Quality, service, and precision engineering when you need it most. Very quick word there, Brendan, are batteries still going strong on your, uh, your machine? Still, still going strong, Brent. Just make the, the odd touch up the air in there, but still going out of a strong night. No, it's, uh, it's, got, it's got pride of place in my bathroom. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always, it's always ready to, at hand, and yeah, I like I actually use it uh, almost on a daily basis just to trim here there so uh, no it's uh it's definitely been a, a great addition to the to the bathroom excellent well i must admit my son was at gym tonight to the path ad left and i couldn't find the machine <laughs> i tried to look at it like a it on the show but i couldn't get it there. but look out there's some big father's day promotions coming and who knows maybe we'll get something there to to coil o'connell in the uk as well but let's push on gentlemen uh we're going to go to the urc now we've got a number of games to get through i'm going to start here with you the first game blue bulls minus 10 and a half against the glasgow warriors um funny enough i, I actually missed the blues uh, sorry the bulls last week when they played um benetton um what was that handicap by the way because they ended up winning by it was pretty close was it to the handicap in the end it was like oh, was it? Wow. okay so they never covered it up yeah, yeah. So they battled to, to to beat the cap um yeah you know if anything if anything i go for the bulls here um but it's not a confident bet. Eh? I haven't really been following the URC as much as I wanted to. Um, you know, Glasgow, yeah, they've got a couple of decent players. Um, a bit of a lackluster performance in by the Bulls last week, certainly, if they didn't cover that cap against Benetton. But Benetton, to be fair, probably have improved somewhat. Um, ten and a half points, oh, you, would, you would think perhaps, you know, the Bulls are pretty good enough to do that. But it'll be a small bet and it'll be on the Bulls minus. But... Um, yeah, I won't get too involved in that one. Yeah, I'm just before bringing the conductor on this one. I think the Bulls could beat the handicap here of 10 and a half. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the conductor says on this one. 
Yeah, Brent, uh, the Glasgow were poor last week against uh, Stor uh, the Stormers A. They, you know, they got a bit of a spanking. Um, made seven changes uh, from what I see. Basically lining up uh, a Robbie, Ferg a Robbie Fer sorry, I think it's Robbie Ferguson's back in the front row, uh, along with George Turner. So it's an all it's all Scottish front, uh, all Scottish international front row. I think Rob Hardy's back, Ryan Wilson's back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I would take, I, I like the minus 10 and a half here. You know, the only thing that concerns me and it actually pisses me off is uh, the international teams or the, the touring teams are allowed to slow the game down to walking pace. Uh, it happened in the Benetton game. It happened in the Connacht game. It's happened also in the previous games with the last paid altitude. Every second break every second uh, ruck there's a stoppage there's a guy doing his boots back up he's clutching his knee water boys on so all the advantage of altitude is negated when guys slow the guns down so drastically i mean obviously there's there's a point of gamesmanship i've got no issue with that but there's, there's it becomes blatant when they're doing it every second like i said every second minute they're going down touching the knee happened happened heavily in the connacht game and it just it, it more more for the spectators it just kills the game because eventually you want to switch channels and what you know, maybe watch sort of f1 or tennis or whatever because anything is quicker than that rugby because it's so slow you know it's it just takes forever to get the game completed so i'm on the minus 10 and a half i think the glasgow warriors will slow down heavily um i see that uh weir's probably brought in at 10 um and with him and ali price I expect a lot of box kicks obviously bulls going to be missing curtly and say he fractured his thumb so Conan Mooney comes in at 15. Uh, James Verity Am at, at wing. I like Verity Am. Um, and obviously Mornay is at 10. But Zach Berger, Arden Puerto back into the Bulls lineup. So good Bulls side. Um, I, I, I back them to cover this handicap. I can only hope that the Georgian referee just keeps the, the, the game at pace and doesn't allow them to slow it down. Right, let's move on to the next game then. I agree with your comments there on the slowing of the game. Dad, Munster minus 14 and a half against Cardiff Blues, the conductor. Uh, Brent, I've got no bet here. Uh, Cardiff have been awful last week. Uh, I saw an interview with Dai Young. He was like, he is in hell right now. It just seems like the the whole atmosphere around Cardiff is just terrible. Um, they lost badly at home to Ospreys. Uh, they got spanked the other, the other day by Scarlets. Um, you know, they had a nice sort of uh, European game against um, Saracens. But apart from that, you know, you know, it's just been poor. And they've got some really good players. I really like Jared Evans. Um, I like the, I like, I really like both of them in the BD and the loose. Uh, Seb Davies, you know, they've got some quality players. I just think they're missing a guy like Willis Halaholo. Um, you know, he's out. Uh, but yeah, I think Max Llewellyn, yeah, I just don't know if he's doing the job there. But uh, I, I, there's no bet for me. I, Munster also missing a couple of players, missing uh, Damien Delende. Um, I see there's a, there's a, a Kellinen at seven. He's, I think, one of the academy players has come through. Um, and, and Connor Murray at, at nine, for me, is a little bit slow. So uh, I'd probably be uh, probably in the plus. I, I have no feel in this game at all. Right. Coyle, anything for you on this game? Yeah. Um, funny you mentioned that about that Georgian referee. I see you got a write-up in the Planet Rugby this weekend. I cannot stand this oak. This oak is an absolute clown. So if he's in charge of the Bulls game, that's a big red flag for me because he's incredibly pedantic and he's, he's, he's awful. Um, he will probably play into the hands of the old uh, the Warriors, I would say, slowing it down. So, yeah, I'm going to have to really think about that one. Um, yeah, he oh, he's just, he's horrible, horrible that referee. Anyway, back to this ref, uh, back to this game. Um, 
yeah, Munster, big rotation, uh, a lot of players out. I agree, Cardiff, I don't know what's gone wrong with them. Um, they used to be quite an exciting side. Um, could score tries from anywhere. In fact, there were some, I mean, they were very inconsistent most of the, most of the time, but they could score some fabulous tries. Um, but that inconsistency now has just become quite consistent, quite consistent losses. Um, and I, I just don't know where they're going to turn it around. What did you say the handicap was, Brent? 14 and a half. 14, 14 and a half. Yeah, you know what? I'd probably give them the benefit of the doubt because they're the kind of team then that oh, you write them off at your peril and all of a sudden they score a few of those fabulous tries that they can do. Um, and exactly like what the conductor says, you know, they do have the players, um, but they're just not performing. Um, so with that in mind, with the rotation with Munster, um, yeah, the plus 14 and a half, not a big bet, but more confident, let's say, now than the Bulls game. Right. I actually quite like Munster on the minus here a little bit. I know they've rotated, but I've been quite impressed with their depth this season and Munster just be one of those sides, one of the few who've been pretty good to me. We're going to stick with you, Coyle. Lions minus 11 and a half at home to Benetton. Have the bookies perhaps overreacted to that result? Can we get a nice minus here on the Lions or do you think the Benetton can grab the plus? Mm, yeah, I'll go with your former there. I actually like the Lions here a little bit. Um, I think it was just an underpar performance by the Bulls. Um, Benetton, yeah, they might have played their, their you know, their best game of, of their tour against the Bulls last week, and um, I think they're there for the taking, and and hopefully the Lions, you know, can rip them apart. Weather-wise, I, I didn't have a look. You guys have had all your rain, and I guess it's it's drying out now. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. That's yeah, right. so I'm 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 reasonably confident with the Lions on the minus here. Right, conductor. Yeah, Brent, if you had the Lions to win last week, you'd be absolutely filthy with that last scrum. Uh, once again, yeah. I, I have no idea. That was never picked up. When you've got the, the flanker of uh, Connor hook, hooking it back out of the scrum, uh, not picked up by about 8,000 officials who we have these days. But it's amazing how when there's a late hit on somebody, there's always like 50 angles. But when it's so blatant, uh, the scrum was actually getting smashed. Uh, Craig Evans allowed it to be played on. So you'd be filthy if you're a Lions supporter. Um, you'd be filthy just purely because it's actually shocking refereeing should be stamped out. And I'm not talking about it as, as Africans. I'm talking about it as a rugby supporter. And we want uh, consistency in these decisions. Um, yeah, so I felt Connacht got away with one last week. I'm all over lines here on the minus. Um, I don't I didn't think they had a great game. I think they will play better. What I must say, I did enjoy about uh, the Benetton performance. They were very positive against the Bulls. Uh, nice quick taps. Really looked to, to take the Bulls on. Devil uh, Dibanacher really, you know, he was attacking uh, the guys trying to take it to the Bulls. I hope they keep that same sort of attacking flair because um, I, I think there'll be a lot of points in that game. Andrew Brace, referee, uh, like uh, Brennan says, uh, is clearing up now. It's becoming winter. Uh, we should have a nice sort of a nice, nice clear autumn day here in Joburg. So, uh, yeah, I like the minus, the best minus that I can get. And if we can get it on 55, 56, I will take the overs there. Um, I've been impressed with this. I've really been impressed with this Lions team. I think they've come on in leaps and bounds. I like this. Actually, been um, a bit of continuity in selection now with um, Jordan Hendricks uh, starting at ten. Um, you know, good centre combination, good for starting front row. Um, yeah, and 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 uh, uh, sorry, the uh, sorry off the top of my head, the had. Uh, this number seven uh, for the for the Lions has been fantastic. The guy that's going to the Sharks, I just can't remember him now, but uh, uh, he's just been amazing. So, uh, and more than that, for the Vincent Vincent Sorry, yeah, that's it. Vincent Stuka. 
and Mona van den Berg has been a revelation compared to under one at nine. Nice quick service off the base. So I think we should get a nice high scoring that game there. Uh, yeah, that's what I'll be looking for. Excellent. I see Dino just mentioned, uh, uh, I like the lines to smash them. Dino just mentioned he struggles to trust the lines, and I guess that's my problem as well. But I'm with the boys here. I think the lines could beat the handicapped conductor. We're going to stay with you. Sharks, minus nine and a half against the Connacht side that, of course, beat the Lions last week. I was yeah. over some Connacht points, so was quite happy with that at the end of the day. But the Sharks, gee whiz, they made hard work of beating Yeah, the, I know. So it's shocking again. Possibly third string lens, lens to side. No, I can't trust the Sharks at all, no. Uh, they're just they're so bloody inconsistent. I mean, the only thing that allowed the Sharks back into that game was Lenser going down to 13 for 10 minutes uh, when there was a couple of indiscretions there. And uh, Leinster obviously got on the bad side of the referee, but um, the Sharks just showing they can be awful at times, they can be great at times. You just you just never know with Sharks side, like rock up here. Um, I think Connacht will enjoy the the more sort of uh, sea level conditions as opposed to being at altitude. Um, I still think it's I think it's still think it's not a bad uh, Connacht side. I'm a big fan of Jack Carty. Um, you know, guys like Paul Boyle um, I, and Kyle and Blade, I, I really rate these guys. Um, you know, they're punch above their weights. Connacht have sometimes, when they've been away from home, they've been awful. Uh, but this handicap just looks a bit big to me. Um, the Sharks just really missing Lukanya Ahmed outside centre. He's just so crucial to them. Also missing a guy like Spoon Corsi. Um, he's such a dangerous player. You know, if Fassi had a, a, superb try, a superb effort last week. Uh, returning the ball he can be super dangerous but uh i just think there's just too many marquee players there in the shark side not earning their butter so uh, i'm on the corner corner plus i'm with you there conductor can coil give us a rubber stamp or is he going to stick his neck out and back the sharks no i'm going to go with you guys here we it's the trifecta i'm afraid the plus is, is the way to go for me as well um i agree uh sharks is too inconsistent connect are the team that i love to hate in most cases um, but they certainly have improved, and their waveform has certainly improved as well. Um, you know, as Henry could say, he, he really likes to coach old Andy Friend and all that kind of thing. And yeah, look, I must I must say that the side has improved, and um, they've shown a lot more resolve, um, sort of the last eighteen months at least. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll take heart from uh, stealing the game against the Lions last week, and um, yeah, I agree. You know, back down at the coast, they'll they'll much prefer that. Um, they'll they'll prefer that environment to uh, Johannesburg, obviously. Um, and yeah, like I said, I just cannot trust the shark side whatsoever. Um, so for me, uh, the three of us are all involved, all going for the connect on the plus. But um, I'm reasonably confident that they should be able to to stay within the cap, and they might even win it as well. So we'll stick with you, Coil Zebra, plus five and a half against the Dragons. There's one game that I don't mind missing this weekend. <laughs> oh, man. That is just an awful, horrible game. Um, I mean, if anything, I go for Zebra on the plus because I just cannot back the Dragons. That means the Dragons win it by 10 or 15 because I can't catch the Dragons right no matter what. Uh, they're a horrible side, um, but I mean, Zebra are just as bad. So uh, if anything, Zebra on the plus, um, oh, that's a game. Hopefully, I won't have to get... Uh, involved in. Yeah, well, I'm just, Henrik Swart will be going under eight and a half total points there with these sides, I think. Conductor, this is going to be a game, I don't want to <laughs> say for the rugby purists, uh, because I don't think any purists will want to watch this game. This is going to be a game. You, you've got your son playing <laughs> in the Zebra side. You know, you're probably going to record the game and watch it later on Fast Forward. 
Yeah, I know, Brent. Uh, there's, there's just, yeah, this is like two drunk people having sex. There's just like limbs everywhere. Nobody knows what's going on. It's just, there's like, there's no control. There's just like, what, it's just awful. So, but that's actually what makes it beautiful. It is actually going to be so like, it's, it's beautiful. It's beauty in like the awfulness of it. So like, it's like, if you're serious, a lot of intense, a lot of endeavor, but probably very little skills. So, and it's actually going to be quite, I probably might actually switch over to watch it because uh, I'd, love, I'm actually, I'd love to see the points line here because I think the points line might be actually gold mine if some bookie makes a mistake of pricing up at about 50.5 or something. But um, you know, Zebra played, actually Zebra played okay against uh, Edinburgh last week. Um, they pushed them all the way, even though Edinburgh had a, had a red card. But uh, no, this is going to be, like you say, waiting for the purists. Uh, oh, you know, in, in Palmer, uh, two, two horrible teams. No, I mean, you, you'd, be, you'd be silly to involve any money. Uh, you know, you can, you're, gonna, you're only going to lose here somewhere. Okay, so well, let's move on then to the Ospreys up against the Scarlet. Another game that probably doesn't really get the, the blood, uh, the heart beating too hard for the weekend. We've got Ospreys here, conductor plus one and a half. Yeah, friends, I, to be honest, I haven't done enough reading. I, this is this is just too far beyond my radar to 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 go, give a qualified opinion on. Uh, Scarlet's have been playing good rugby of late. Um, funny enough, their games have actually been quite high scoring. Uh, Ospreys had a good win last week, but I've got no feeler. I didn't, I wanted to be quite frank with you. I didn't even I didn't even watch that Ospreys versus um, Cardiff game. I have no idea who started there, who's back for Cardiff. I mean, who's back for Ospreys? Who's back for Scarlets? I have zero feel on this game, Frank. To be honest. Right. Let's see if Coyle's got anything for us on this one. Yeah, um, the Welsh Jeepers. Two Welsh teams. You can throw the form out the window, um, and, and just go opposite to whatever you think might happen. Um, I find this so often with, with sort of Welsh derbies, especially. Um, so initially, I kind of looked at the Ospreys on the plus one and a half. Everything I've seen so far is Scarlets, Scarlets, Scarlets on the minus one and a half. So I'm probably going to lean towards Scarlets on the minus one and a half, but it's not going to be a big bet. It's just going to be an interest bet purely, and I probably expect to lose because uh, I think Scarlets will win. That means Ospreys are probably a good thing. That's for sure. Johan sharing his weekly treble with us there at 5.8 to 1. Coiler Connor, we're going to stick with you for the next game. The Stormers have been absolutely They play against Glens. The only other thing look at I handicapped this game as a matter of interest. I handicapped this game, three. I handicapped this game 12 and a half. So I've got to say, I should be leaning towards the Stormers on the minus, but you're going to sway me one way or another, I think, Coyle. So your handicap was around the 12 and a half and, then, and it's come out around eight and a half or so. Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Stormers. Um, I'm pretty strong on the Stormers here. I think uh, I'll also be looking for an unders quote. Um, I think the Stormers defense is excellent um, and I don't think they're going to concede a lot of points. Um, and as a result, unders will certainly be uh, sort of my main bet, I'd say. Um, and then I do fancy Stormers. Oh, you know, sometimes, you know, through the, through the decades, Stormers have been a tough team to catch uh, on the handicap. Um, you know, they don't normally put away sides, but I, I think I'm, with conditions good, um, I, I think they'll be good enough. And uh, the minus eight and a half certainly is the way I'll be leaning, but unders will probably be my main bet here. Yeah, interesting that one. Uh, I think maybe the bookmakers reading quite a bit into the fact that Lens the around the Sharks Coast, but I just thought the Sharks were terrible. I must say, I was on under Lens the points in that game, and I was very disappointed in, in the Sharks' defence. I think the Stormers will tighten it up. 
the conductor are you going to talk me out of it or convince no. me to have a go sir? no 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 all other all other stormers yeah this is probably one of my strongest bets of the weekend look at the bet can lose obviously but uh i just thought sharks like you like you say sharks were absolutely toilets uh they they couldn't do anything correct and which has been the story of this season lots of stars uh but uh zero out of five for effort from a lot of these stars so sharks are awful uh for me stormers are the best sa team at the moment by a mile uh just playing incredible rugby um i really feel sorry for this, the leinster guys coming up against the front row of course uh malhadba and kits off that is just a monster front row um you know you know uh, and i believe andrew port is not playing against stormers so it's going to be it can be a long day I, I feel for them um you know warwick and lunch is playing probably the best rugby of his of his career at the moment i think willem says found his niche niche at center um and i've been you know i've been super impressed with Monty leboc uh he's also playing superb rugby off both feet just really playing well um you know yes of course it, of course lens can possibly cover this I don't think they're going so i think stormers win by 15 or more um yeah i just i think this should be a, this should be a convincing win here um i'd be just very very disappointed if they don't cover stormers have in the past been inconsistent as well but i must i must i'm eating humble pie like three courses a day about john dobson he's really strung these guys together um you know and, and reignited a guy like Monty lubok who came from the came from the bulls with very little confidence went to the sharks didn't find a place there and is playing uh, very very good rugby at uh, the Stormers uh, and Dion Fury being back as well uh, he's a pivotal absolute mongrel dog in the in the in the in the breakdown areas in the dark arts so uh, no I'm all over the Stormers minus there quick question for Coyle uh, rugby fan Coyle I know you I don't think you can see the comments at the moment there the gym. he's asking what unders line would you want to play and I think you were looking at Leinster unders there well <laughs> Oh, oh, total, total unders. Yeah, total unders. Um, I reckon around the 49 and a half I'd be comfortable with. And what would that relate to lens? So then somewhere um, around uh, 30. So, so somewhere around 21 and a half? Yeah, I was going to say 20 almost. Yeah, somewhere around there maybe. 20, 21 and a half. So yeah. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, maybe Coyle will post that in the Good for the Game forum if he, if he likes it. There is a link. Yeah, for cool. Also, of course, the best bet newsletter last week was heartbreaking. Did go for the Sharks minus three and a half. Felt bad when the newsletter went out because the line changed so quickly. So I sent an alternative bet, lost it to win at eight to ten, and they got beaten like after the Hooter virtually. Well, it wasn't quite after it was just before. But that not only cost us that, it also cost me the ten to one hacker last week that lost the thing. So yeah, a bit grumpy after that. But let's quick let, let's wrap up the URC so we can move on to the Gallagher Premiership. Edinburgh, um, and let's go with conductor. Yeah, Edinburgh minus one and a half against Ulster and uh yeah what do you think of this one yeah Brent, I haven't been all that awfully impressed with Edinburgh um I thought they were very poor like I said even though I had red card but they were awfully poor um I like Ulster I like Ulster yeah they've had two you know ga game ends to lose heartbreak hotel sort of uh last minute uh in a uh, last minute try against them didn't have a great game against uh Munster last week um uh the the 10 uh who i really really like um i, I want to say moby but his name's not moby um uh they is that short little winger uh michael really Lowry. michael Lowry, that's it not moby <laughs> michael Lowry. sorry thanks quill um michael Lowry, <laughs> dynamic little player 
and they put him at 10. So I'm hoping, I haven't, like I said, uh, uh, Brenz, I unfortunately haven't been able to do much investigation. I'm not sure if Dwayne is back this week. I'm not sure if uh, Billy Burns is back this week either. Um, you know, they make such a big difference. But other than that, you know, humans are like human. McCloskey gets sent a combination. Uh, a really big fan of Balakun. On similarly on the Edinburgh side, I'm not sure if Buffelli is back for them. Um, yeah, so because I think Van der Volt was at, at 15 for that that Zebra game. Uh, but I also like I, I very much like also on the plus here. I really, you know, I'm a very big fan of the way they coached. A really big fan of the club. Um, I just think that quality outfits. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm very fancy the play the plus here. For Peter Paul fans, it's also to win, right? Coil was the last few years he the Gallagher Premiership. What's your call here? Yeah, I think it's going to be really important um, to find out whether or not uh, Dwayne Vermeulen's playing and uh, if Michael Lowry remains at 10, because he was exposed quite badly um, last week against Munster. Um, having said that, uh, you know, if the old Billy Burns, the old um, Beavis and Butthead crew is back at 10, um, yeah, then, then I'm on Ulster. Um, if neither, you know, if Lowry's still at 10, um, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Edinburgh. But only on a small bet. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't put much thought into this. But um, my sort of gameplay was basically whether Lowry played at ten or remained at ten or not. That was going to be kind of my decision maker on this game. Um, other than that, uh, I totally agree. Also, being a revelation, um, that they, they've really had a great season. Um, but uh, I just you know they were disappointing against Munster last week or the week before in the Champions Cup. And, um, yeah, if Larry's still at 10, um, I'm on Edinburgh. Yes, let's move on to the Gallagher Premiership. And, uh, well, I'm going to start with you, Northampton States. I'm going to ask you just to move your mic a little bit away because it sounds like you might have moved onto the treadmill. You're breathing like, well, <laughs> like I should imagine the conductor breathes uh, on most weekends. And uh, we've got Northampton Saints plus three and a half against the Harlequins. Um, yeah, two similar um, styles of play. Um, tomorrow, two o'clock. That's when we'll know. You know, when they'll announce the the, the teams for the weekend. Um, I, I don't expect any big major surprises. Um, Saints. Uh, yeah, you know, there's hot competition now for the top four and the playoff positions in the uh, Gallagher Premiership. Uh, fourth position is currently held by Saints. Um, and if they don't pick up anything here, they could actually drop down to fifth only. So it's, it's not a disaster for them if they lose. Um, I mean, Harlequins, I mean, they came back last week. Just oh, they're, they're just a phenomenal side. Yeah, they're never down and out. Um, three and a half points, though. Yeah, I, I think this could go down to the wire. Um, Saints um, can be inconsistent. Um, but I think now they've got the, the bit between their teeth, and um, I think they're going to go close. Um, plus three and a half handicap. <sighs> if anything, believe it or not, I'm probably going to lean towards the, the home side. I think they're going to have a, um, a, a huge fan base behind them at Franklin Gardens. It's a big stadium. I think it's going to be a packed full house, um, and that might just be enough for them to stay within the three and a half point handicap. Um, I think it's going to go to right down to the line, though. Um, right, and yeah, and, and this one. Sorry, Brent, I'm just pushing it a bit. I could hear my generator spluttering in the background there, and I'm worried I'm going to run out of diesel and the thing's going to pack in totally. But let's go to Conduct <laughs> on this one then. Um, Conduct, I can also tell you the points line here, 56 and a half. 
Yeah, Brent, so I'm, uh, I'm not, I'll try and be quite brief. Uh, yeah, Courtney Law is back for Saints. Um, you know, he's a big addition there. Uh, it's such a key game for Saints there. I'm not a big fan of that. They, 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 they front five. Um, obviously, a much stronger front five for Quinns. Uh, Grayson at 10. I like Fairbank at 15. You know, very attacking same side. Betty Proctor, loves a meat pie. But similarly, uh, Marcus Smith is just bossing rugby at the moment. He's just playing phenomenal rugby. Um, I'll probably I'll probably look at the overs there. I'm not sure too sure of Matthew Carley's refing style. Um, I'm not too sure if he's unders or overs. Uh, I'll have to try and investigate. But uh, I'll probably not get involved in the cap. I'll probably just look at something in a my best overs bet there. Both teams love to run it. Even though it's Friday night rugby, um, I think it'll be attacking nonetheless. Um, yeah. So, but push on the handicap. Probably edge towards Saints. Plus, they they desperately need this game. Um, and Harlequins had a very, very tough game against Tigers. So might just be a little bit, little bit uh, flat. Right, let's stick with you for the next game. The Sale Sharks minus 15 and a half against the team that Coyle put up last week that unfortunately let him down horribly, the Newcastle Falcons. Conductor, what do you make of this one? Yeah, Brenty, it is a big handicap, eh? I mean, the, uh, I think the Sale Sharks media, social media guys have been teasing the whole week about AJ McGinty being back. If he had been back, I would have taken this with confidence. Um, he's not back. Still, Rob Dupre at ten, so Fuff at nine. Um, the big thing here is Newcastle Falcons pack is going to going to get dominated. I don't like a Sale Sharks big minus. Um, they don't like covering big minuses, but in this instance, they do need a bonus point. Falcons have nothing to play for, which makes them dangerous. But um, the uh, they they have a, a, a injury at, in front row, so one of the guys is shifting from Tati to Lucid. Um, and against sale sharks, that's a that's a no go. Um, so you know you can't you can't arrive there with powder puff uh, 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 scrum. And I and I watched the highlights of the Newcastle Falcons at Irish game. Irish absolutely bossed them up front, and um, with Tom Curry being back as well, I think this uh, Falcons side is going to get destroyed up front. Um, I, I I've seen minus thirteen in places. I'd probably want to take a little bit under two converted tries. Especially with Rob Dupree is kicking, so but minus for me is the way to go. Right, Coyle, your opinion on this one? Fifty-one and a half yeah. points, right? Coyle, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, on paper and certainly um, in the front, uh, sales should dominate, and uh, they should mean a lot of penalties. Um, but I am worried. I am concerned that sale don't cover a lot of caps, so that is concern on that side. And if McGinty's not playing, like the conductor mentioned, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to avoid this game. Um, you know, I mean, for the Falcons so big last week, and they were just absolutely awful. I can imagine them bouncing back here and screwing me over if I went for sale. Um, but the fact that sale don't like covering big caps is good enough for me just to stay out of this one. Right, let's go to the next game, and I see one of the games was Sunday, so I'll come back to that one at the end. But here we got uh, Brendan Gloucester and I'll coil Gloucester Rugby minus twelve and a half against Bath. Um, yeah, Gloucester last week, uh, yeah, they were unlucky. Well, they are unlucky. Um, Bristol were superb. They got a red card sort of the last 11 minutes or so um, and still managed to keep uh, Gloucester at bay, um, scoring sort of an unconverted try, I think, to eventually win the game. Um, Gloucester, yeah, they were a form team for much of the season. Um, they certainly looked apart at times against Bristol. Um, and you would expect them now back at home that, that you know that they'll win the game whether they can beat the handicap i'm not sure uh bath are steadily improving they were leading at half time last week 
um, before capitulating in the second half. But there's improvement there, and it has shown. Um, Gloucester, they, they can be a tricky side at times to put away teams. Um, they can score some glorious tries, but at the same time, they can also be quite leaky on defense. Um, it's a very important game for them, obviously, uh, buying for that fourth position. Um, if anything, I'm going to lean basically towards Bath on the plus 12 and a half a little bit, but um, but but only just 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 for an interest. Um, uh, yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, Brett, uh, I'll take uh, a big gloss on the minus here. Uh, as Brendan says, this is an incredibly important game for for Gloucester. Bath have nothing to play for, um, so I'll, I'll take a big strike here. I think they're going to be kicking to that corner. And that weapon of a driving mall is going to be in full effect. Um, I probably would like to look at the points line as well. Bath played some lovely uh, attacking rugby, some very positive rugby um, against. Uh, sorry, it just escaped me last week. Um, against. Uh, Sherbet. Sorry, it'll come to me now. Against. Against. Yeah, I played some very attacking rugby against Northampton Saints. Um, yeah, you know, Will Muir really playing well, Rock and Guni playing well. Uh, with that that Spencer Cipriani combination is very attacking. So if we get a lowish line there, I'd like to look at overs as well there. But my main preference uh, is in the minus gloss need the win plus five points. Right. Well stick with you then for the for the next game. This is the one I had I hadn't typed up, but I quickly bought it in. Worcester plus yeah. twenty one and a half against Saracen's conductor. Brent, if you can try and find minus twenty and a half, this is a this to me is a golden bet. Worcester played their strongest team last night against um, Gloucester in the Premiership Rugby Cup. So, which means they may play the same team, but if they go, if they do, they're going to be a bit tired. Uh, Saracens awfully impressive. They beat uh, a good Exeter team, team by I think 15, 16, 13, 14, 15 last week, last weekend. So, I think they're going to do, do big damage there to Worcester. Saracens need uh, a bonus point win, and like I said, Worcester basically outlined what they wanted to do. In terms of they play their strongest team in during midweek because that was their focus to make the Premiership Rugby Cup final and they did that this weekend um all over Saracens. Right, Saracens for a big one there. Coyle, are you rubber stamping that one? Yeah, rubber stamp it all the way. It's one of my best bets of the weekend. Um also that that minus twenty and a half is is the way to go. Uh that's that's crucial. Even take the eight to ten if you can, just take minus twenty and a half instead of the twenty one. Um, I like Saracens. I like Saracens, especially when they play away from home as well. Um, and as a result, yeah, I'm all over Saracens here as well. Rubber stamped and uh, one of the best bits of the weekend, yeah. Rubber stamped package and ready to go. Let's get into the Leicester Tigers, minus 10.5 against the Bristol Bears, who certainly broke my heart last week. I think it was them that came back to beat Gloucester. Leicester Tigers, minus 10.5, Quill. Sure. So I've been waiting for Leicester to to lose the game in the sort of the Premiership in the last couple of weeks or the last couple of uh, let's say the last two months, um, and I've kind of always sort of uh, I've got it wrong, and I went for them quite strongly last week against Quinns, and lo and behold they get beat. Um, yeah, I uh, I like Bristol Bears here on the plus. Um, it's one of my better bets of the weekend as well. Um, I'm just going taking the viewpoint. Perhaps that Leicester might take a little bit of a wobble from that that loss last week. Um, they've had a terrific season; it, it's been outstanding. They have a fantastic team, um, but Bristol, um, I certainly think that they're a team to watch next season. Um, and they're finishing strongly. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to take it. They're, they're going to run them close here. Yeah. Right, 
right? Conduct. I've got a feeling you're going to go against him here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the Leicester Tigers is probably one of my best bets of the weekend, minus. Um, I just haven't read too much. I just, I'm not sure if Julian Montoya should be back. Um, I don't know if Freddie Stewart is back because um, obviously Burns, I think, was at uh, 15 for the Tigers. Um, you know, they'll, they'll want to get five points here. My main reason is just that Bristol Bears just missing too many players. Bedlow, uh, red card against um, uh, red card last week. Uh, so he won't be featuring, you know, missing missing guy awfully like uh, Semi Ramjandra. So, you know, Bears have their fair share of uh, guys missing. Um, at, uh, at, at, at Tigers, I, I struggle to see how Bears are going to hold on here. Um, yeah, look, they, were, they, they managed to claw on uh, against Gloucester for that, that win. But it was far from convincing. You know, the Bears haven't been the Bears of old. Um, this Tigers team, there's just too many good players. Uh, it's just too much depth. Um, and especially, you know, they didn't, you know, uh, I don't even, again, didn't even start the game against Quinns. I think he was on the bench. So I, I expect a, a full team against Bristol Bears. Um, and I think uh, up front, the uh, Bears just don't have the mustard. Right, let's go to the last game of the weekend then as far as the show goes at any rate and we'll start with you conductor london irish minus two and a half against wasps yeah brent that's going to be an absolute crack of a game i'm really looking forward to this uh you know irish love to run it as do wasps um it's some big 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 battles here uh you know a guy like alfie barbary against albert tuasui um you know wingers like josh bassett and against carl rowe and in, 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 in irish you know, uh, you know, two good goal kickers in Paddy Jackson versus um, uh, Jimmy Gopeth. You know, Jacob Umango loves to run it. Uh, you know, that's uh, that loose show of wasps is absolute six. It's Brad Shields, uh, Jack Willis, and Alfie Barbary. Uh, it's incredible. I love that. And Elliot Stuke, you know, some really good ball players there. Launchbury. Um, yeah, absolute six. So, uh, and and similarly, Irish love to run it. So, you know, really, really good guys like Oli Hassel Collins. Carl Rowe, even uh, Jans van Rensburg has been playing great rugby at the moment. Fibs um, with that absolutely quick off the base. Um, I'm not too sure if Craig Maxwell keys refing style, but if we can get around 55.5, I think this is going to be a crack of a game uh, in in uh, in London on on Sunday afternoon. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, my bet. Um, <laughs> it's going to wasp me. Wasp plus two and a half will be my bet. Now, I figured you were just going to be on overs there, so I didn't even worry about that. But let's coil wrap us up for the Gallagher, and then we'll quickly get into the best bets. Yeah, best bet of the weekend for me is Wasp plus two and a half. I think this is actually Belter and Golden, and I'll be putting the old kids' college fun on this one. Excellent. Wasp's two and a half. That's a confident pick by Coil O'Connell there. Right, gentlemen, let's get into the best bets. And Coil, I'm going to start with you. What are your best bets? Yes, yeah, so certainly I, I like Wasps on the plus two and a half best bet. Second best bet is probably Series on the minus, certainly 20 and a half. If I can get that at eight to 10, that'll be that one. Third best will be the unders in the uh, Force Blues game. Um, and that's good enough for me. Yes, yeah, that's more than enough as far as the best bets go. I look forward to listening to this in slow motion tomorrow morning, trying to figure out which big bet, bet goes into the newsletter. Let's see what the conductor's got to say. Brent, uh, just going through it quickly, uh, in Super Rugby, I like the Waratahs Plus, um, and I'll looking at the point, I'll see what I can in the points, I'll, I'll probably set Waratahs overs, um, but my, my, my far, far strongest fancy Super Rugby is uh, Drew on the Plus, I think they're going to be up for it, uh, 
look at their look, look at their for their left wing Habosi, Banyanya Habosi. He's just he's just pace on pace on two legs. Um, in the URC, I like the I really like the Lions to cover that that minus um, as well as the Stormers. Uh, then uh, in the English Premiership, really really like Leicester to cover against Bristol. Uh, yeah, and that's my that's my favourites. I must say, old Brendan O'Connell might be a bit worried that some of your best bets were, were, were going against fancies of his. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be pretty confusing working out the best bets for me and the accumulator. But you can subscribe to that newsletter down below the show. Gents, thanks very much. A great show. Plenty of rugby to talk about at the moment. I know, like you guys as well, are also looking very forward to the internationals coming back. So I am looking for that. Uh, hope you win lots of money this weekend. Dino says to me, Dino, I certainly hope so because I have to, as you say, pay for all the diesel in my generator what a place we live in at the moment but guys thanks very much thanks obviously to all the guys in the live chat great contributions as always brendan o'connell five more minutes on the treadmill for you and then i'm going to let you go home <laughs> thanks guys Excellent. Gotcha. have home. a good one mate judging by Jeez, your pronunciation nice. and that last uh, on your best bets i think we caught you just in time for the end of the show <laughs> yeah. Excellent. thanks very much guys thanks all yes, for watching yes. and we'll see you next week good for night, the handicap rugby chat that. Thank you.